Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. <laughs> oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the <laughs> Sulk, and JC. And it starts right now. Oh, welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Boy, we today we are just spread out across the globe. I'm amazed (laughs) that we were able to coordinate, coordinate, got to coordinate. We did it. We're coordinated, so I'm on Cape Cod. Uh, yes. JC is in Los Angeles. Ooh, and that. Goldie, tell tell the folks uh, where Gorgeous. you are. I am in Kauai, the nice. Hawaiian Islands. Oh, Kauai, Kauai with a K. Leonard. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Kauai. <laughs> and and so Goldie, uh, I tell the folks about your uh, your trip out there because I heard a little bit on the news about some of it, but I feel like you can fill in the gaps. Well, I wasn't on the flight that was on the news. That was a Phoenix to Honolulu flight where that was described on CNN as a quote mass casualty event. Yes, uh, where it hit turbulence and then just you know landed and twenty people rushed to the hospital with various injuries. Whoa! Fortunately, not on that flight. I hope everyone on that flight is recovering. Yeah. Yes. I was on the flight maybe a half hour after that flight. I guess <laughs> when they had warned. The other Hawaiian air flights, get everyone in their seat. They're going to hit turbulence. But at the exact moment they figured that out, it must have been at that exact moment, I had decided to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. As we hit this turbulence that had sent other people to hospital, I guess, just holding my dick and basically had a, and it starts right now event, which is, if you've ever seen that clip, is just a, a jet pack, a water jet pack gone wrong. That's essentially what happened to me. I had my own Poseidon adventure in the men's room. Yeah. So I, I don't understand how every time I go to the bathroom on an airplane, I seem to start the turbulence. Yes. Yes. I've noticed this. Absolutely. That I just, me getting up and deciding I need to use the bathroom. It's like the butterfly effect of 
airline chaos that I, I think I'm at the 95% rate of a smooth flight. I stand up, I'm in there. And then all of a sudden it's like insanely bumpy. <laughs> I know. It's, but that was the start of my vacation. Yeah. Of course. Well, it, it, it's funny. It's like, and I've had that experience too. It sounds like not quite at the rate that you do, but I've definitely had that experience where the flight is totally calm. You go to take a piss and that's when the, the shaking starts to the point where you almost feel like as you step into the bathroom that there should be a captain's announcement like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, John Goldblatt has stepped into the lavatory, so we're about to hit some bumps along the way. Uh, he's going to piss all over himself, so please. Pass or it. the pilot turns First to the joke of the day. First joke of the day. <laughs> the pilot turns to the co-pilot and says, let's, let's fuck him. It, it says, watch this. What should I do to this guy? Oh. And then just pulls the yoke. The whole thing. But so it, I've had a, I've had a good trip so far, but sort of continuing the, the oddness of, of the trip. And so yesterday I'm out paddle boarding on the little lovely bay here and I get back in and my wife meets me and she says, just so you know, you're walking into a situation here. Oh. And so what had happened was my youngest kid had made friends with another six-year-old. Uh, then my wife had started talking to this six-year-old mom, mentioned my husband uh, is out there. My husband, Goldie, is out there. And she says, Goldie? She, she says, Goldie. And my wife says, yeah. And she says, is he a comedy writer? Oh my, my wife says, yeah. And so this woman is the sister of the woman I dated before <laughs> my wife. <laughs> and that family is having a giant family reunion. Oh my God. <laughs> That's great. So, that, so, wow. So, Weirdly. So the dad uh, I got goosebumps just met. thinking about it. It's really weird. I have goosebumps. So I'm having my own like mini kind of forgetting Sarah Marshall here, <laughs> although it's not that because I'm happily married with my family. But right. so, her, the 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 ex girlfriends here with her family, oh, uh, the sisters wow. here, the dads here, and we all like lit a menorah uh, together because it's Hanukkah wow. up here. There are no Jews yeah. on the island, but it was just sort of hilarious, like what I walked into, <laughs> oh, what I thought funny. I was walking into versus what I walked into. Yeah, it was so funny when you first brought that up. I was like, oh my god, we have a fan who's right next door thing. to go. No, like, no, it's, they podcast. didn't know. They didn't know about the podcast. No, of course wow. not. It what wasn't a small that. world. Hopefully, hopefully you worked it into the prayer at the menorah that you have a podcast. I think that's <laughs> the right time to do that. I didn't plug the podcast. Them, no. Oh, God damn it. Goldie, you got to help spread the word, spread, spread our word. To but, the I mean, the, the, the fun part was I, I, I really liked her. Dad. The dad like loves me. Like, yeah. Clearly, clearly, maybe the point of uncomfortability for the rest of the family. It's like, oh, my God, Goldie. And he's, <laughs> he's off and running. Oh, that's awesome. great. What a situation. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, you know, speaking of Hanukkah, because it, it is ha- Hanukkah right now, Hanukkah will be over by the time people are listening to this, but uh, we're we're in it here. And you mentioned, you know, being the only Jews on the island. We are, are certainly uh, one of the few Jews in this area of Cape mm. Cod. And uh, Levy, uh, my daughter, is the only Jewish girl in her class of like, you know, 15 or 18 I'm sure the other kids handle it with just 
yelling at Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally like six or seven year olds. Like, so we, my, you're uh, a fucking what? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's more, it's more like the thinking they're taking the high road. Like, I met a Jew once, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I have a but Jewish so, friend. So, Tall and I were invited into the class to give like a little talk about Hanukkah. And so, of course, yeah, sounds like a trap. <laughs> right. We were savagely beaten. We got him. So <laughs> Tall, of course, is doing the lion's share of the talking as his par for our course. But then Tall was telling me beforehand, like, oh, and I brought a bunch of, you know, dreidels. So we'll have the kids do that. But I kind of forgot. Dreidel. Dreidel. Well, here's the, <laughs> originally you'd think that, but I forgot kind of what dreidel is essentially gambling, which I forgot. Yeah. It's like, it's like a game with a spinning top, but. It's attached to guilt. So yeah. if you know what guilt is, it's the little chocolate coins and the gold wrappers. Yeah. And you divvy up this. So we had bags. But that's not helping the perception of us. I know. I'm having, so I'm having money. I know. I'm having all these thoughts as it's unfolding in front of me. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> right. Christ. So basically within 10 minutes, I'm running a casino of seven-year-olds. <laughs> this is a family guy and episode. I, and it's, there are groups of five, three groups of five playing uh dreidels with the guilt <laughs> that they're anteing and collecting and get and i'm i'm going from pod to pod like monitoring the spins making sure people aren't <laughs> making the wrong collections making sure everybody's oh anteing up and and oh the pit boss i was the pit boss of this of this <laughs> casino that we had created and like to teach you about judaism here's gambling <laughs> and so but also a very funny thing happened where you can tell even at age seven, who's going to be the degenerate gambler growing <laughs> oh, up. No. And there were a couple of kids like at, what happens when you're doing it is, you know, there are five or six coins for every netted bag. But inevitably, there are a couple kids who just lose all their coins because they're just unlucky. And and everyone else is oh. collecting and raking them in. So I had these couple of poor little kids coming up to me. Like knowing that I had the extra bags of, oh of guilt yeah. and they're just being like, I ran out of coins and like, I'm tossing it to them. I'm being like, let's not get any deeper than this. You know? like, <laughs> oh my God. So we had uh, a, a hysterical hour. Really so we brought guilt and dreidels here. And my, my youngest kid is very competitive and yeah. gets really angry if she loses the game. And she's, she loves gelt, like because it's chocolate, and yeah, she's she's very protective of the coins. So last night we said, well, let's take the gelt and this other family who we ran into. Let's play dreidel with their kids. <laughs> and my kid said, I don't want to go play dreidel with a bunch of other Jewish kids. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that might be the most Jewish thing you could possibly I know, say. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> so great. Well, and now while we're while we're on the holiday spirit here, I just wanted to take a moment to uh to highlight something. And and JC, I don't know if you have this email that I sent in front of you. Yeah, um, it, you mean just the yeah. flyer? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> we uh we work, Goldie, all, all three of us work for Fox because Family Guy is mm -hmm. on Fox. Mm -hmm. And uh there's a gentleman who's very high up at Fox. He might be the president of Fox Entertainment. He's a really nice guy, and we've known him for a while, and he just absolutely skyrocketed up through the uh, companies, this guy named Michael Thorne. 
And so, and he's not a nepo baby, which is no. a term I just want. I just learned and wanted to use. Oh, he's not. He definitely impressive. isn't. Yes. Yeah. So he he's basically this is the one week you can use that term. So I <laughs> right. Nepo baby. So he's in charge of a lot over there at Fox. But yes. So something that happened is we get an email from him, and it's season's greetings from Michael Thorne. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, sorry, from Michael Thorne and all your friends at Fox. And uh, I'm thinking like- Who are my friends at Fox? I know. Well, Are are there any details there? I mean, Michael Thorne, yes. Yes. Who are my other friends? It's a short list. It's a short list. So so we get this thing and it's it looks like somebody's held an iphone over like a like a card and taken a picture with either too much flash or not enough flash like it's one of those photos that just there it is jc's showing it to us now so you can remember it's it's from michael thorne and all your friends at fox and it's signed by him and it's just not a very good picture it's just not that exciting of a card low red snowflakes is that what those are supposed to be but then it's the sun is there and then there's diamonds oh oh, i think it may be a picture of a christmas ornament i don't know it's hard to tell what it is it looks like a very anyway from a design perspective it's a disaster (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) and so i'm thinking when i get it okay this is one of those fancy cards that you click on and I'm going to click on it. And then there's going to be like Homer Simpson and a Santa hat saying like, you know, ho, 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 happy holidays or, you know, oh yeah, do, do, do. Right. That would have been great. I would have been totally satisfied or Stewie, you know, riding us, riding Brian as a reindeer. Nope. It's not clickable. It's nothing. And so then I'm like, okay, well, there's all this text below it. Maybe that's them like blowing us and saying what a great team we are and how wonderful everyone is. JC, can you just start to read, just start to read a little bit of the text below to see what kind of praise they're heaping on us? Okay. It says, this message and its attachments may contain legally privileged or confidential information. (laughs) It is intended solely for the named addressee or addressees. If you are not an addressee indicated in this message or responsible for delivery of the message to an addressee, you may not copy or deliver this message or its attachments to anyone, even though I got it. We're just, we're, we're breaking the law right now by doing that, but the you hilarious- are, I had nothing to do. I, <laughs> no, I had nothing to do you with it. You sat there and you did nothing. Exactly. I have been be ambushed. Sure. <laughs> nope. But, but here's the thing. It's like, so not only was it not praise, it's a giant legal disclaimer about don't you dare share this card don't with anyone. It's like, it. dude, don't worry. I won't. I would well, never. just did. I know. Well, we just did, but in a humorous way. So humor. we would like to say uh, if if somehow Michael Thorne is out there listening, A, we love you, but B, you got to be a little more hands-on about this card next year. Give us something. Give us a pop-up Homer. Give us Bob's right. Burger. Give us Stewie something to, to make us feel like, okay, this was something because this was, is this something? No. No. This is nothing. Uh, anyway, okay. So we got through our little housekeeping up. Well, what did you do for your holiday card? I didn't get one. No, we didn't. We didn't put one together. Okay. So, I mean, the criticism now feels a little. Uh, that's that's not, If I had done one, I would make sure it's something. You'd rather get nothing than that. Yeah, and I know you. I know that's true. Oh, if I had sex with you, it would be the best sex of your life. But I'm not gonna. Okay. Which is which is probably better. 
<laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just sit in that in that scenario for a moment. Okay. All right. So we cleaned that up. We we shamed the right people who are in charge of firing us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And, I had uh, nothing to do with that. And Goldie <laughs> led the charge. And now let's get in. To Johnny Jokes. Whoa! From a hotel in Kauai that's maybe a B plus here. Johnny! Awesome. I have to be a little subdued because there are other guests. I know, I know, hence the B plus. Not enough (laughs) privacy to speak at full volume. Okay. No. Here we go. Oh, boy. Did you see this interview? Uh, In in a recent interview, uh, Dolly Parton revealed the secret to being married for 56 years. Uh Uh-oh. Well, two secrets, actually. (laughs) Yeah, there will be overlap. Oh, nice. (laughs) Okay. Oh, major overlap. D-sized overlap. Okay. Here's another another quick pop, as we say in the business. Uh, A new study shows that dolphins can get Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. Uh, but enough about Tua Tonga Viola. <laughs> Keep moving. He's going to get it. We know that. Okay, here we go. Uh, a giant aquarium in a Berlin hotel that housed over 1,500 fish burst last week. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, no one was seriously injured, but authorities say the spill totally wreaked havoc. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Reeked havoc. That, that's a good one, my friend. Uh, thank you, sir. Here, here, I'm going to buy it back with this word sandwich to close on. I have no idea why I'm closing with this one, but I'm doing it. Uh, a 97-year-old former secretary at a Nazi concentration camp has been convicted of aiding in the deaths of over 10,000 prisoners. Boy. Uh, and the charges were amended further when an old man stood up in the back of the courtroom and yelled, Und stealing office supplies. <laughs> she got an you start with a with a bleak and premise, and then it's, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to get a laugh after we hear the allegations. They, added, the a, they added an extra week for the office supplies. <laughs> All right, Johnny Dose, please. All it. right, here we go. Keep, keep in mind, uh, I've been in Hawaii this week. You've been, so. you've been pissing on yourself in an airplane, we know. Very, very hard to care. Okay, here we go. <laughs> According to a new study, spending time with your kids makes you less likely to get COVID. Yeah. Mm. Uh, when he heard the news, 
Herschel Walker said, I'll take the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cannon said, I'm never getting sick again. <laughs> yeah. There are many ways to go with that joke. <laughs> this week, Donald Trump introduced a line of NFTs, allowing anyone to buy a picture of the ex-president for $99. Yeah. So in four years, we've gone from, I'm going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it to I'm going to take a selfie and you're going to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it's a little preachy, that one. That's all right. We like like that kind of preaching. Okay, here we go. An instructor at the elite Juilliard School of Acting was put on leave after allegations he'd help students get ahead if they had sex with him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Juilliard says it's committed to eradicating such behavior so all actresses can succeed or fail based on who their dad is. Oh, Nepo baby. Nepo baby. <laughs> and finally, you've, you've heard the premise before. So the last one's a norm. Okay. Singer Dolly Parton has finally revealed her secret to a happy marriage after 56 years. Giant gazongas. <laughs> Took a lot to get that joke out. Hopefully you removed the five botched attempts at starting it. Oh, botulism. Uh, yeah, those are very funny, Goldie, uh, especially amidst your uh, travel. I'm, gl- I'm glad you didn't piss all over those jokes. So well done, you. Um, yeah, so this week, Goldie had suggested a really fun uh, topic, which suits us perfectly. But first, we want to uh, read a couple of emails that we uh, have received recently that we thought were noteworthy. JC? Yes. Um, okay, so this is from Grant Hamilton. The subject is, is this something? The Silver Detective. Yeah. Janice, Ooh. Alec, and Goldie. First, Thank you for quickly becoming my favorite podcast. I started listening to, (laughs) yes, Mm -hmm. I started listening to episodes a few months ago and liked them so much, I decided to go back and start from the beginning. Yes. All right, Hamilton. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The juxtaposition of starting with a crew burned out and haggard from Johnny jokes and weekly podcast responsibilities to then going back to a time when everything was fresh, uh, (laughs) fresh and new, (laughs) made the experience even more hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. I'm now listening as the bloom slowly wilts away from the rose that is this amazing show. Fantastic. (laughs) I sold out years ago and became a lawyer, but before that I enjoyed writing smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very. But before that I enjoyed writing songs and short stories. I try to add creative bits and jokes to the lengthy briefs we have to write, but they inevitably get taken out by my boss. But I know they were in there. I have an is this something that I hoped you could kick around. Um, electronic signs along the highway here and across the country let drivers know about wrecks and road closures and oftentimes they will say Silver alert, along with a location and license plate number. Obviously, that means that an elderly person has gone missing somewhere. My friend was riffing the other day about the silver detective, a washed-up private eye who now only specializes in silver alerts. We joked about how there could be a familiar group of elderly foes that silver detective had to catch numerous times, and maybe sexual tension with some of the more seductive octogenarians. Uh, We had a lot of fun thinking of storylines and vulgar scenarios. 
Is this something? If nothing else, I think it's funnier than the Amber Alert detective. Oh, Thank my. you. <laughs> Thank you for the many hours of entertainment and complaining. Grant in Fort Worth. Uh, well, first of all, Grant, thank you. That's a great email. And also, Grant has learned one of the lessons that I've learned over the years where he sent in a great idea and casually dropped somewhere in the middle. A friend was riffing on this. That's what I do with Goldie. <laughs> Here you go, Tom Brady and Joe Biden. A friend wrote this. <laughs> but I think that's a really good idea. And and you're 100% right that Amber Alert would be a terrible idea. Like yeah. that would be just a real drag every week. But Silver <laughs> Alert, it's it's like you've already, this person has already lived a full life. Right. <laughs> so, you know, obviously you don't want them to end up dead. Right. But maybe if the tone of it was a little lighter, which it sounds like he's going for, that could be a really funny thing. And it could be based on a detective who is getting up in years himself and has yeah. been kind of washed out of the force because of ageism or whatever, yeah. but he still feels like he has something to offer. Yeah. So he could be the one, you know, maybe in his late sixties or somebody who's tracking down these 80 somethings. It would be a perfect, like in the heyday of CBS, this would be a perfect CBS Ooh, show. Nice. Yeah. Like maybe I like love it. Goldie, what do Adrian you think of Monk? this? So, I think first off, most good ideas, it comes from a really specific overlooked observation. So I like that a lot. So you, you do see these amber alerts everywhere. And, and now that silver alerts has been brought up, I said to myself, oh, yeah, I've seen that everywhere. But no one's ever mentioned it to me. Yes. Yeah. So right away, I'm interested because it, 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 there's, there's something, there's a brain worm there that's yeah. nice that you go, oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Um, I like your idea that you've added to it of this is someone who maybe got shunted off the police force a little early for them. And and I would add to that that, you know, if I were thinking of a way to do this as a show, I'd say, you know, it's this character that we saw growing up in the 80s a lot, but grown old, like your your Dennis Franz, your Tom Selleck, Ooh, yeah. your whoever, but it's now instead of being the center of it, it's like there it begins on their retirement party. And that you see that police work, investigative work is now done a different way with computers, phones, the internet, and they know nothing about that. Yes. Ooh, that's what I would do to keep it hooked into that world is I would maybe give them an assistant or a, yeah. a, a sort of co-detective who was of that generation similarly disgraced or kicked off the force and I pair them together. So it's the old school working with the new school, the old school, like batting the phone out of the new school's hand going, that's not how we do it. You need human intelligence. It's, it's, if it were sports, it's the sabermetrics versus scouting. (laughs) So I would, I would take that. I would bring that tension into the show with bring a young person into this world of old people. That's amazing because yeah. then you ha- you have the young person be probably like a, a a woman of color, let's say. Right. And so there's the if you're because I love your first shout out of Dennis Franz because we all know <laughs> like what kind of character he played. Yeah. And so if you have this sort of grumpy older white guy who wants to do the gumshoe, <laughs> you know the the yeah. the old school uh, brick and mortar detective work. And he's somehow stuck with this young woman who is all about the internet, you know, and all the new forms like of, modern. of tracking and all that, but is also like a, you know, kind of a, a woke 2022 person. And so there, there's an instant tension between the two of them, but together 
they work well and they get things solved and they you and know they start understanding each other's generations and right then... right and, 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 and i think and also, there's a lot of comedy to be mined over the fact that an elderly person goes missing and no one really cares yeah it's a very low priority because it's like well maybe they just wandered off right because they wanted to or maybe they're senile and no one's in a rush to get them back. Yep. <laughs> or maybe they just don't know anyone, so no one cares. And and they and I think in a sense, as, as I get older and you know other people get older, you become invisible. Right. You no. Know? And so there's a nice there's a nice sense of justice at the core of the show that makes you root for these people. Yeah. Who are totally. who are trying to to have justice at, at a place where a lot of people are ignoring the crime. Yes. And the, and then you also you have the dynamic of like the younger family members, like the maybe the, the kids of this person who who's missing, who are maybe in their 40s or 50s. And once this person is missing, presumed dead, that's when the insurance kicks in, the inheritance kicks in. So it's like <laughs> there's always money that people want. And then what it taps into now is, I think, this generational resentment that younger people have of older people where it's all never own a house. You know, I'll never own a car. I'm in ride share services. I'll never have a good job. I'll never work for a company for 40 years and get a pension. Right. And, you know, there's there's almost unspoken age warfare at this point yeah. between yes. the elderly and the young. And so it's, it's nice that at the core of this show is an elderly person, a younger person working together, but they're always uncovering everywhere they look this warfare. So yes. I, yeah. I think there's a lot there. The, so the sexual tension part, yeah, no, you know, no, you know, no, I, I, I don't know. I think we lose that. And I think that there's another form of natural tension between uh, the silver detective and his assistant and the cops, where it's like the cops are look down on the silver detective as a dinosaur and his little assistant as someone who doesn't know what they're doing. But ultimately, the silver detective is the one who ends up finding all these people and and maybe doesn't get the credit or the cops take the credit. Or, you know, there's a whole, uh, t- uh, there's a lot of tension flowing, like in every direction there. And, you know, you're probably wondering, does he do stuff exactly by the book? Oh, right. And my yes. answer would be, <laughs> I don't think so, my friend. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well yeah that's so funny there's a there's a moment in i know you haven't watched it yet goldie but in 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 top gun maverick which i i still think is the best picture of this year okay just so you know i haven't watched it but a guy on the plane diagonally and up from me was watching it so i've kind of seen it yeah you've seen Spoiler. parts of it there's a but there's a moment in there where so Tom Cruise returns to Top Gun Academy and this time he's the teacher. He's not, yeah. you know, the student. And yeah. he gets up in front of everyone. He holds up a large manual. He's like, this is the manual for your F-16 or F-18, blah, 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 blah. And like, you have to know it backwards and forwards. And then he drops it in the trash. <laughs> you know, it was like such a <laughs> yes. cliche. And he's so, like, but it, uh, he's like, he's like, I'm sure you know all of it. So your enemy knows all of it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> just... One of my favorite moments in TV is David Brent going into that seminar for management. Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! out. (laughs) (laughs) And also, he does a very similar thing when he 
remember he's on the cover of inside paper yes like he's got that and he, and he goes he makes this grand show of like he's just there to throw it out and so he just carefully places it on top of the garbage you can tell he's he does not want to throw it out he's going to come back and get it later uh well so anyway grant hamilton yeah great yeah. email uh it's a great idea we love it and quit your job in a frenzy <laughs> Yes. Punch your boss and say, I have a TV concept that's going to set the world on fire and there's no way it can fail. <laughs> and it's too big to fail. Um, but so I think we can definitively declare that that is something, something. or that is anything yes. or however we Which say one, that. Yes. All right. So, so that's a great email. Now, JC, yes, what do we you. have next? We got another one from our dear friend, um, Ian Maxtone Graham. Hi, Ian. Uh, hi, Ian. IMG. <laughs> the subject is TV show titles. Ooh. Um, and the first one is Inagata Dorita. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hard charging corporate lawyer Rita has her life turned upside down when her mother tells her her actual father is one of the members of 60s rock band Iron Butterfly. Yes. <laughs> wow. He. You know what I love about this is why would that turn your life upside down? <laughs> it's just it's just kind of a new fact that you go, oh. <laughs> Like you don't have to now be an iron butterfly. You don't have to quit your job or get divorced or do anything. I'm thinking about because didn't that happen? Liv Tyler. I mean, she wasn't a corporate lawyer, but Liv Tyler didn't know that her dad was Steven Tyler, and, and until she was what, like 16? I mean, and then she's she in became, all his videos, and then she became yeah. Then he put her in her videos and you know all that stuff. So. Yeah, then he instantly objectified her sexually when she was 15 years old, and we all were there to watch popcorn. Oh my god! Yeah. That used to be that used to be viewed as a quaint little story. I know. I know. At the I know. time. Yep. Yep. Oh my god! Uh, so that's a funny one. Does he have another? Okay. Title? Yeah. There's a couple more. Um, same old, same old. Yeah. Retired steelworker Sam Eild um, <laughs> thought he was an only child, and then he met his long lost twin who looks just like him and amazingly has the same first and last name. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Eold, Sam Eold. So I've been watching at the hotel Friends every night. I think it's on Nickelodeon because we just shut it off and turn it on as we go to bed. And they do a lot of twins and like the actor, like it's yeah, like Phoebe's Jennifer twins. Aniston's. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then Jennifer Aniston's dating a guy who looks like Ross with puppy hair. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I at some point I, I don't want to like keep returning to the corpse of friends to like take off another rib. But I, I'm just I'm amazed at how unlikable uh the Jennifer Aniston character is. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like you really don't like her. Like she just is, you know, working this coffee job and somehow looks down on everyone and everything. And yeah. but it's at the same time, sort of like, I just need to find a man. Like it's yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. not like Phoebe's the only cool one, and maybe Joey. Yeah, yeah. Joey. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's like a it's a sitcom for children. Is basically yeah. what it is. It's like it's light. If you, it's, it's so childish, heavy, I like it. <laughs> That's yeah. why I like it because it's light, and you don't have to worry about being it's, stressed about anything. It's so light. It's it's so light. It's floating. Uh, it's but fluffy. yes, I, I agree with you on that. And and yeah. does he have another title there, JC? Nope. That's it. Okay, yeah. thank you, Ian. And and just on the, the rule of twos. The rule of twos. Well, <laughs> well, to Ian, to to make it the rule of threes, I had this one rattling around my brain, which is just the title would be "The Rich Get Richard." 
And it's like about <laughs> Richard Bellhorn is the concierge at a high-end living apartment in New York City. It just oh, feels like that could be something. I like it. The rich get Richard. Yep. Nice. You know, does Richard give them a heavy dose of ethnic Polish working class wisdom at oh. almost every turn, probably? Yes, yes. <laughs> most like, likely. We could add that. Um, all right, so now our-, our They need closing. each other. They need each other. Yes. Now I'm in pitch mode. Or you, you almost, like, you know you have to say this stuff, and they know you know you have to say this stuff, and we all know it's total crap, but you say it anyway. And at the end of the day, it Richard works. is family. Yeah, all right. That works. That would get it sold in the room. Yeah. Um, all right. And we have one final email, which is a special one. For this one is a special one. Um, this is from Christy Wilson. And the subject is crying, grateful for Goldie. Oh, I know. Goldie, Alec, and JC. Goldie's top five speech, uh, probably from your 50th. Yes, I'm guessing. Goldie's top five speech brought me to tears. Dish gloves on, scrubbing pots, and staring out the window crying. He is wonderful, and I'm so grateful he has decided to share himself with us. It is nice to be us. I've written this to you before, but I'll double down. I am so lucky to have stumbled upon what is the funniest, most honest podcast with real, humble, kind, and generous people. Been with you since the start and never going to give you up, Christy. Never going to give you up. Oh, Goldie, that's so nice. (laughs) I love watching Goldie's face when he's receiving praise. The (laughs) the uncomfortableness of sitting in praise. (laughs) Just squirming, squirming on Kauai. (laughs) Kauai me. (laughs) Kauai me a river. That's very nice. Thank you. That's very sweet. Thank you for saying that. That that is very nice. And I love that. So many of the emails we read involve people stumbling into our podcast. <laughs> I know, we're so like, lucky for clearly this Clearly, we're not good at getting the word out. Everybody has to accidentally fall down a manhole. It's like, I fell down a manhole and it was playing down in the sewer. And now it I also like it. sounds like the beginning of a medication commercial where someone is sort of sadly scrubbing dishes and looking out the window. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, 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 that's great and then i found sky rizzy uh, yeah no but that is very Side nice effects might include pissing wildly all over an airplane <laughs> uh, what did you say your name was christy wilson uh yes yeah christy wilson thank you christy wilson thank you and we'll, yeah, we'll really keep nice going as long as we can happy holidays Happy holidays, Miss Wilson. And keep <laughs> scrubbing your pots. With Christy Wilson down in the scullery. Uh, well, those are very nice emails, and thank you for sending them in. If you want to send us any more emails with thoughts or praise, you know, you know, Goldie's had his. So if you like either one of me or JC and want to send something <laughs> about that, it's uh, a, a typical disgusting display at gmail.com. And we will, uh, especially now towards the end of the year when we're getting desperate, read them. So we appreciate you yeah. listening and we love what you write in. We love reading yeah. it. Thank you. Uh, so now let's let's get into our theme for today, which is, boy, it, it's a great one uh, for me and Goldie. And we're, we're very familiar with this. So Goldie, why don't you tell the folks what we're going to talk about today? So I propose that this week on the podcast, we take a knee. Yes. And this is a phrase I've been using for the last 15 years, taking a knee. Now, before the show, JC asked, is this in reference to 
Colin Kaepernick and part of a larger social justice movement. And the honest but unlikable answer is no, it is not. No. <laughs> Taking a knee is a totally different reference for me. And it refers back to in a football game when a team has an insurmountable lead and they have the ball and there's not much time left and they don't want to get hurt rather than run a play. They do what's called taking a knee. They hike the ball and the quarterback gets down on one knee and everyone makes a dumb show of pushing each other, but it's to get off the field without getting injured. Now, how does that apply here and how does that apply to writing? So how it applies to writing was I always felt, and there's a Seinfeld episode kind of about this where George realizes if he says one good thing in a meeting, he should leave the meeting. That there's something to, if you've done something in a room, you've solved a problem, you've gotten to the end of a scene, or you've had a script received with praise, that the last thing you want to do is anything that will cause people to stay or look back or do more. So you do what's called taking a knee. So I've used this over the years where say I had a script that I wrote and there was a table read. Table read went really well. And then I maybe have an idea that I say, oh, if you did act two differently, it might be better. I realized that rather than bring this up, the smart thing to do was to just shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> Let everyone think that a good job had been had because this is a table read. We'll get back to the script later. If there's an animatic or you know, there's a, there's a rehearsal, then any problem will become apparent later and I have a solution pocketed. But in the moment, if you bring up a solution to something no one thinks is a problem, all that's going to happen is people will revisit. Now, maybe the table read wasn't that good. Right. <laughs> now, maybe not just the portion you think needs to be reexamined needs to be reexamined, but there's a lattice work of things that need to be examined. And then all of a sudden, everyone, the other writers are looking at you with resentment because they were almost home. And even the showrunner who wants to get out of there, probably and back to their family, now has a problem. Yes. So this applies not just in, in the writer's room, but Life. when you have a, a pilot in this season with executives, as I do, you turn in a draft and people think this is a good draft rather than say anything to inform them that, oh, I had a thought we were going to change this. Hold on to that till after the new year. Take a knee, my friend. Take a knee. They don't want to be on the phone with you and have a problem any more than you want to be on the phone with them having a problem. So how does it apply to the podcast? Well, last week we did a great podcast with Weird Al. Yes. Actual bona fide blue check Wagyu meat celebrity. <laughs> yes, for real. Totally. Next week, great. we have a lead. We have our hooks into That's another scheduled. surprise. Yeah. Incredible. You can say can't it. can't believe they're, they're stupid to do this celebrity. Stupid. So in between, do we want to go out and have some topic that may be controversial, that may cause either one of these celebrities, while <laughs> we're on the radar, to go, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or oh, I don't want to do that. No, no. we want to lay as low as possible. (laughs) And the way to do that is taking a knee. Now I've spoken at length a little bit. Does taking a knee mean anything different to you? 
well, I, I'd be interested to hear what JC thinks about it. But no, you, you've you've ex- you've hit the nail on the head. And another way of uh, saying that, especially as it pertains to scripts and table reads and things like that, is pulling threads. It's like, don't pull a thread because once you start to pull a thread, the whole sweater of the script can come unraveled in no yeah. time. And also, you've mentioned sort of the the positive side of taking a knee like when things are good and you don't want to fuck that up you take a knee and that's great advice there's another version of taking a knee that happens often which is and i saw this in a room just the other day where you've been given an assignment to potentially come up with some kind of story or something like that And the day is just, for whatever reason, it's not going great. The combination of people in the room, the way people are feeling that day, it's just, it's not really working. And so- The lack of guidance from the head of the show. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Whatever whatever invented reasons we want to come up with. (laughs) But there's definitely a thing where at Family Guy, we're lucky enough to have, we have a lot of funny writers who have been doing the show for years and years. And so most days we we accomplish what we set out to accomplish. And we're lucky enough to have a good schedule where we're not there until midnight. We're not there for dinner. You know, we have kind of a set out time that we all know. And there's there's a time in the afternoon when you can feel that our set out time coming. Maybe you're an <laughs> hour away from it. And maybe it, when you're an hour away from it, you start to realize we're not going to get this thing done today. So there's a version of taking a knee at that point, which usually involves whoever's running that room, returning to the showrunners and saying like, hey, uh, we're just kind of getting a little, we were a little confused about what's going on. Will you come and, and and so then there's a a re-meeting of, you know, things that maybe weren't clear at the beginning of the day. And it's just kind of like, I'm looking at a room and I'm saying, God bless these guys. They're taking a knee. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, I respect that, you know, because I've been in many rooms that have taken knees. I've been leading rooms where I've I've told people take a knee like we're yeah. we're not going to get this. So there's a positive side of taking a knee when things are great and you don't want to fuck it up. There's also this other side of taking a knee where we're not going to get this. Nobody else get hurt today. Take a knee. It'll be somebody else's problem tomorrow. So, but taking a knee is very valuable on both sides. Yeah. So JC, on on your end, is there ever, I mean, you have very finite things that you have to get done. So I'd be interested to hear if there's a taking a knee uh, uh, in your side of, you know, audio production and recording and all that. Well, what's she has a real job. <laughs> she, does. she does. She she has to do things. Well, I think that first when I when you were saying I'd like to hear what my take on it is, I I sort of apply it to everyday life. Taking a knee for me is something it's like another term for what I have to do in almost every situation because I overthink things, I overanalyze and Yes. I, yeah, I don't, uh, what are they going to do? How are they going to react to every scenario? So taking a knee for me would be like, just step back, write a very concise, let's say email, send it, take a knee. Don't think about that. Think about the next thing. And then it's something I've been working on for many years in terms of my job in audio 
it's very applicable in this moment in time because I'm being pulled by three different shows right now and I have an inability to say no. Oh, plus our podcast, right? Right. Plus right. my home life, plus an album that I want to be working on with Stu. So there's all these things that I want to do, but can't say no. So the, the taking a knee is where, where I can say no. (laughs) What? There's where taking a knee is for me. It's like, I don't have to say yes. Nobody, nobody dies. It's like, maybe that somebody's disappointed, AKA maybe I disappoint Seth, but like, I have to be able to say no. That's me taking a knee. So. Yes. Well, that's well said. And I would give you just a little piece of uh, of uh, advice on that, uh, which is you said you overthink things, which I, I have noticed you this to be true, lot, true yeah. about you. Yes. Yeah. And you said you'll send out an email, take a knee and think about the next thing. I would say that last part of it, thinking about the next thing takes away the taking of the knee. Because oh, when, you take an, when you take a knee, you should be thinking about nothing. You should await further instructions from yes, your overlords. Yes. Right. But, but, oh, that's so weird. I literally, that's mind boggling to me. I don't even know what you mean by that. How can you not think of something? Well, you can think <laughs> what of, does that mean? you could think about, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Or, <laughs> I still uh, haven't you know. watched it. <laughs> you can or think cheese. About, yeah, cheese. cheese. It's yeah. true. Okay, right, right, right. Think of things that I enjoy instead of right. things that I need to get done. <laughs> But yeah. Goldie, Goldie, you used to physically do this, right? Which I thought was yes. hilarious. Like you used to physically do the gesture of taking a knee in a room. <laughs> really? That's amazing. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, well, so just loosely off the top of my head, here are some situations where you should take a knee. And and I, I actually remember that the first time I witnessed this in action was not in show business. It was back when I worked at uh, MSNBC desktop video when I was 23 years old and it was a sales job that we would go into Wall Street investment banks and try to sell them for $1,000 a month, a direct T1 internet connection so they could get CNBC on their computers at work. So I would be paired with a veteran salesman. And if we made a sale, they said, great, we'll do it. He would instantly just go, great, we'll talk to you next week. And then he would, turn to me and under his breath go, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and, and the whole way to the elevator, he was a real character. His name was Basil Lydon. He was, and he was a very generous guy and really interesting guy. But he would just, all, the whole way to the elevator, go, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. And, and in the elevator, he'd keep going, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Until we got outside, he'd go, shut up, shut up, shut up. Wow. And it was such a great lesson. So like, 
It taught me if you're in a pitch meeting and they say, we want to do it, you fucking gather your materials and get the fuck out of there. Like you take a knee right away. You don't start because I have seen a sale get lost. And I've personally lost a sale when the, the executive with me did not take a knee. Yes. After the words, we're going to do it. This executive genius that he was said, <laughs> oh, great. There's already a script and you can read it. And then the person who had bought it said, what? It's not a pitch. And they said, no, there's a script. And I was sitting there uh, agog. And then they didn't buy it because they didn't want a script. They wow. wanted to buy a pitch. So first situation where you should take a knee, you've heard the words, we'll do it. Yes. <laughs> That's great. great. Advice. Can't wait to start. Literally leave so quickly a Looney Tunes pile of clothes floats <laughs> Your to the ground spinning. as a dust cloud yeah. obscures there the be, atmosphere. There should be a U-shaped outline going through the wall as you run yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Same thing if, if you're pitching a story to your executive producers that you're going to go off and write and you get a sale, don't start adding details and telling them how great it is because what you'll end up doing is giving them some detail that they hitch on to wait. Mm. Oh, I was kind of picturing why, and this is it. Yep. If if you, if you ever hear, I want to do this from your (laughs) manager, from your agent, from an executive, from your boss, Shut up. Yes. <laughs> you know, this happened just the other day. We um there was a room and I'll, and I'll call him out because I know he listens to this podcast and he's an uh, you know, a fantastic our MVP at uh, Family Guy, Steve Callahan, who nobody is better than he is at taking a one sentence idea and turning it into a Family Guy episode. So, we yep. were talking about trying to do a white lotus it uh spoiler alert so family guy fans that's that's now in the pipeline and steve had a room to to do this and he did a great job like at the end of the day we met with him in his room and he pitched us the idea that they had come up with and rich and i loved it you know and we were just like oh god this is so great and he had changed like one little thing about what we had told him to do at the beginning of the day or that we had thought. And after we had said, you know, sold, we love it. He circled back and was like, can I tell you why we changed this one thing? And then he just went through this long, re- long winded reason of why they had changed it. And I had to say to him, it did ultimately did not affect the sale. We still liked it. But I at right when he was done, I was like, well, congrats, Steve. You just sold me a house twice. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. there was no reason he should have just taken a knee. But we all know Steve as the Boy Scout slash Eagle Scout that he is. And so he loves to explain his work and his method. So I can't really. Well, there's something in the writer's personality. Also, you want to be indefatigable. You want to always have another idea. You want to be someone people can turn to. And it seems like there's no direction, but you also have to turn that off. Yes. At a certain point. Wow. He can. He can. (laughs) Yeah. And my dad used to uh, have a saying about one of my mom's cousins that she, uh, Comforts the afflicted until she's afflicting the comfortable. <laughs> I love that. I and love that. I, I, as a writer, you can do that. Oh that you 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 convince them the merit of something so much that, that you can complete the circle, and now they don't. You're convincing them not to do it. 
Yeah. And we haven't even got into, which could be a whole episode unto itself, I'm sure, the value of taking a knee in your personal life, which is immense. Like if you ever, you know, say like a a good thing to your wife or something where she's like happy with you, take a knee, like sit in that, (laughs) sit in your minor victory and let it carry you as far as it can. Do not start talking more to talk your way out of it. Or if like, like here, I'm on vacation. I'm sitting in front of this kid's pool with a crappy water slide. <laughs> My kids love this water slide. I, right. I think it's stupid personally and, yeah. and nothing and not yeah. impressive at all. But say they're enjoying going down this water slide three hours a day. The worst thing you can do is say, hey, kids, you hungry? <laughs> Take a knee. Right. I'll let you know. Yes. 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 Take a knee. But if you... Yes, just let them burn themselves out doing whatever you want they want because they'll let you know when they don't want to do it anymore. So yeah, I have one. I have one for personal. So let's say your husband compliments you totally randomly for no reason out of the blue. Just say, "Wow, thank you." Take a knee. Don't say. Where did that come from? Why? Right. What inspired this? What were you thinking when you? What did I do? Don't just take a knee. Uh, I know, and yes. I'm, I'm the, I'm the Here's worst. Here's another one. By yeah. some miracle, you've given someone an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's enough. Take a knee. <laughs> and and what? Can women get orgasms? I didn't. I thought that was just a myth. Um, yeah, no, it's funny, JC, that you, you say that because I'm, I'm the worst at that when, when tall will come at me with some random, very nice compliment about something. My first reaction is not, wow, thank you. Like you just said, I, I always have the same yeah. line. I go, as I live and breathe, <laughs> you know, it's like oh, the, worst, the worst response you can have. So tall, if you made it this far in this episode, I vow to try to just take a knee. In those and moments. I think I think we've done enough with this topic. Yeah, let's take a knee. Let's take a knee. Let's take a knee. Let's take a knee with this week's top five. Top five. All right. So this was <laughs> right. the, that was us singing. It we was. sound wonderful. Uh, and so, if, if you were listening last week and you remember, I had suggested a top five uh, category that was top five uh, Boston athletes. And then as the week wore on, I kind of realized that that was a shitty top five. So I talked to- And, and to my credit, I realized right away that was a shitty Yeah, <laughs> yep. No, I didn't I, need I, a week. No, well, by the way, the the echo of your uh, was still in my head. So I think that, that helped me realize. And so I sent a text to you two and I said, okay, here's the new top five. And Goldie, I said, this, this week's top five is going to be top five TV characters of all time. And Goldie, you wrote back what? Don't remember. I'm sorry. You, you wrote back slightly better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that lines up. That's, uh, I just want to put this on your radar. JC, could we get... A, a clip of me going uh, with a lot of reverb to just play yeah. for our soundboard. Yeah, oh, that's a that great idea. Good. Yeah, and I'm sure we've got a lot of them to choose from. Although you could you could probably just record a fresh one when you're hey, on uh, when you're back on the here we mainland. Go. Three. No, no, no. You don't have two, good audio. You don't have good audio. One, uh, <laughs> you don't really have good do- audio now. We'll do it when you have good audio. Um, All right. So the top five this week is top five TV characters of all time. I will go first. Goldie will go second. JC will go third and introduce her topic for next week. So here we go. 
Number five for me, and Goldie, it's it's crazy that you are you've already brought him up in this podcast. My number five is Andy Sipowitz, oh, Dennis Franz wow. from NYPD Blue. Wow. I'm suffering possibly from recency bias because I'm I'm rewatching it on Hulu right now. But I fucking love that character so much. He's a bigot. He's an asshole. <laughs> he's an alcoholic. Um, but you absolutely love him because wow. underneath it all, he has a good heart. He learns from things and it's just, and he's a good detective. He gets things done. <laughs> Why don't we and, like characters who are nice, but not underneath at all? I know. <laughs> I know. Right? Uh, all right. So number four for me is uh, Tyrion Lannister, Peter oh. Dinklage yeah. from yeah. Game of Thrones. Um, he, the, the role of a lifetime fantastic yes. show for most of its run that you know the first 80 percent, let's say and he has a couple of the greatest speeches in in tv history there's a speech when he's on trial for murder and it's clear that the fix is in because his evil sister cersei wants him to be executed or and so he just lets it all out he tells everyone in uh you know in the city what he thinks of them and that they're all fucking assholes and he wishes that he could kill he wishes that he had killed the person he was accused of killing and he wishes that he could kill all of them it's one of the greatest speeches ever um, he also has one of the worst speeches ever whoever has the best story should be king <laughs> oh yeah that was towards that was towards the end right yeah yeah like, that wasn't, why yeah why? <laughs> they, that's insane they, they fell off the rails and then he didn't even bring up the person with the best story who had like worn a different face no nope. for like two years and then killed the main white walker with a ice sword or whatever didn't even he didn't have the best story no nope, your story's not good enough should have taken a knee uh number yeah. three is kind of like two characters in one, so it's sort of cheating, but I had to go with it. Number three for me was George Costanza ah, from yeah. Seinfeld. I mean, just never before, you know, he was a revelation for for grumpy Jews like like me. Like when I <laughs> when I saw him, it was just so fun. And of course, that's Larry David uh, from Curb, so it's kind of a twofer. Uh, n- number two for me is Hank Kingsley. From the oh. Larry Sanders oh, yeah. show, nice. he um, Jeffrey Tambor put so much into that character. I've been rewatching some of that as well. And what's amazing to me, and Goldie, I'm sure you've noticed this too. It, it's such a gift when an actor can take a normal line and make it hilarious. Like when you hear him d- <laughs> deliver some of his lines and you picture them written on the page and you're like, that's not really funny written out, but the way that he has performed it has made it hilarious. And Hank did that a half a dozen times, you know, every episode. So Hank Kingsley's number two, number one for me, this was, you know, there was no moving this guy out of the top spot. This is pretty obvious, right? Oh yeah. Columbo. (laughs) Columbo. Who'd you think? Who'd you think it was? Tony Soprano. Oh, David Brent. I well, thought David are, Brent would for sure be on there, but you know, those are both great. And now I'm regretting not putting David Brent on there. But no, Columbo for me is awesome. by far the best TV character. Love him. Just That's sweet. just love him. Just love him. <laughs> All right, Goldie, go ahead. I put no thought into this, just so you know. I'm in Hawaii. I'm on vacation. I didn't I didn't care. Go okay. Columbo. Uh number five was Homer Simpson. Yeah. Great. great. Excellent. Choice. Find the thing he can't make fun. I mean, uh, yep. 
like he wants to buy a gun, they tell him there's a waiting period. But I'm mad now. <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, so funny. Uh, number four, I'm going with J.R. Ewing. Ooh, who oh, shot him? You, the One man of the you great love to villains hate. of all You time. love to yes. hate him. And an incredible, cool characterization of someone. I, I, by the way, Dallas might have been the first TV show I ever loved. I was like seven years old. Oh, before yeah. Love Boat? Uh, both those, yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, Carmela Soprano. Yes. Oh, awesome. God bless you. Yes, you're totally right. What a great character. Uh, number two, I'm going with Larry David. And then oh. number one, I'm going with George Costanza. I gave them each a, a, a spot because I just love them both so much. Nice. That's great. That's okay. great. Nice. Overlap. Okay, so uh, I've got my top five. My number five is Agent Scully from the X-Files. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I wanted to put her on. I wanted I to, but I couldn't quite do it. But I right. love her. Love yes. Her. Uh, my number four is Michael Scott from the American office. Yeah. Yes, yes so love great. him. You so probably won't know this character, but fans of the show will. Walter Bishop from Fringe. Um, uh, Walter slash Olivia Bishop, but I really love Walter Bishop. Um, all right, there you go. Take another, <laughs> another Walter, Walter White, Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah. And uh, my number one, I'm kind of surprised uh, neither one of you had him, but Tony Soprano. Yeah, God, but, uh, he's so great. I, Wait, I, I, and you I, hadn't watched The Sopranos. Right, I was going to say, could be recency bias for me because yeah. it's no, 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 no. That's that's a that's an oversight. Yeah. Certainly yeah. on my part, I yeah. I should have had both he and Carmela are, are yeah. I fantastic. love the Carmela call. So that's really good. That's great, and and in a way, Carmela has the tougher part to play. So uh, totally, but they're both so awesome. Yeah. Great lists. Okay. JC, what do we have for next week? Okay, so next week, if you don't like this one, I have others, but top five ways to show someone your appreciation. Oh, it's complex. Too bad we don't have that reverb. Uh, <laughs> I have go. another one. I have others if you, if <laughs> no, you don't no, like no. it. No, 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 we can do that. <laughs> yeah, no, let's try it. That seems like a challenge. Yeah, yeah it's a fun. thinker. It's a thinker. Uh, all right, those are fun lists. Look forward to next week. And now let's end the show like we do every week on a high note. Yeah. All right, I'll get mine out of the way quickly. I know Goldie's had a praise-a-thon today, but I wanted yes. to heap one more thing on there which was now it's a little more than a week ago that Goldie and I went to the Celtics Lakers game together. Nice. And uh, for a few reasons, it's a high note. Uh, and first and foremost, it was a fucking fantastic game. Like oh, I, cool. I don't, I, it, it is one or two of the best games I've ever seen in person. Uh, one of, I, maybe the most fun I've ever had. Wow. It was it, so dramatic cool. and awesome. And the Lakers do a great job of presentation. They really do. Yeah, it was really, and it's always hilarious uh, sitting with Goldie at a at a sporting event. I've sat with him at at, at many now. Uh, he never disappoints. <laughs> All nonstop laughter, and the game itself was so damn thrilling. So that that that's my high note for this week. Well, thank you for your generosity. Oh, I mean, please, uh, no, happy I, birthday! I know those seats were happy not cheap, birthday. and it was it was a really uh, fun and memorable night. And totally. Likewise, I, you were. Uh, on fire throughout the game and uh <laughs> it was fun that being said uh my high note is just if you're if you're lucky enough in life to ever get your ass to hawaii that through whatever machinations the united states obtained <laughs> these jewels 
and, <laughs> and holds on to them and claims them as America it, it is really just a remarkable place from the, the environment to the people. Gorgeous. Just the beauty everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving my time here. Yay. And can't wait to see who else I run into in this bizarre I know. So this is your life episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Good high um, note. JC, what do you got? So my high note is, um, so Stu <laughs> came home after six weeks of being on tour. And um, oh, oh, this, is, this is a PG podcast now. I know, I know. I actually, uh, I'm glad you said that because I, I, I'm, I'm a bit emotional. Um, so I was, I was a bit depressed um, overworked, maybe feeling a little cynical, underappreciated, all this stuff. And then Stu came home and I went to, he had a show on the last day of his tour here in LA. I went to the sound check. Uh, I did the vocal warmups with the, with the band. Um, and they treated me immediately like their family. And I even got a shout out from stage from Dom. And it was, it was just like, it took me out of my head and into experience and on the way home, I was like, wow, I haven't felt like, you know, light like this in six weeks. Wow. And um, it was just, it's just nice to have him home again. I'm sleeping again. And like, I, I, I realize I don't sleep when he's not here. So Aww. feeling a lot, a lot better, I guess, in my head. And um, also I got tickets to the Kings game tonight from um, Matt Weitzman. So shout out to him and really appreciate those. Uh, that's oh, it. that's nice. Well, those are both nice, very touching. And, and since Goldie, since you sort of teased it earlier, I don't see any reason that we shouldn't say it aloud. Yeah. Uh, we're so excited for next week. I mean, we're, we're coming off weird Al from last week yeah. who was just awesome. Such so a nice. thrill talking to him, an emotional thrill ride. And we have a similar, you know, giant of the industry next week. We are going to be talking with Mr. Henry Winkler. Uh, so we're just really fired up for that. I know. I, I can't believe he's the nicest guy in the world to even say yes Question. to this. Why are you here? <laughs> you don't need this yeah, i know that's the first question right if anyone right should take a knee it's henry wink <laughs> i know i know but he's going to be hopefully taking a knee on our podcast next week so I we're, can't ex- wait. Yeah, we're so excited for that and i want to as i do every week thank you two for being awesome i want to thank, thank everyone for listening and we will talk to you again next week Uh, no, coming next week. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. As I live and breathe.